Well, Ali, it's time to dust off the crystal ball, get these fund managers to make their bold prediction for 2022. Give us one bold prediction for 2022. The Wallabies will win the Blazelow Cup this year. Impossible. <laughs> Let's get on to a genuine okay, prediction. Okay. I think we might see the end of the 60-40 portfolio. And what I mean by that is 60, a, lot, a lot of portfolios are set up 60% equities, 40% bonds, and it seems has been a hedge historically against each other. But if we see an environment where uh, in, inflation takes off and interest rates go up, bonds sell off, and whereas equities have historically offered an inflation hedge, we don't think that, that the index as a whole will offer that inflation hedge because, you know, the last four decades, companies which benefit from deflation um, are a bigger part of the index with so much money going in passive. We don't believe the whole index offers an inflation protection. So we feel that the 60-40 portfolio may not offer the hedge that it historically has. Cash might come back into vogue. Yeah. I think something that we're really watching out for at the moment is stagflation. And the reason we're watching out for that is because this uh, new variant that's come out, Omicron, you know, potentially we're going to see more new variants next year. And it just means that potentially the recovery that we're looking for in supply chains might not happen as quickly as the market's expecting. And, and that would be a pretty negative scenario for markets. Um, you know, if, if the central banks would be forced to raise interest rates, we believe in that scenario, you know, that they are monitoring inflation as their key metric to respond to. So that's something I guess we're watching out for in, in 2022. Well, it's not very popular to say this, but I think everything's going to be okay. You know, we had the crash in 2020. It was a short, sharp crash, but, you know, crashes don't happen every year on average. I think they happen about every seven years historically. Um, and okay, sometimes you get really, really big ones like a GFC and it takes a bit longer to, to play out. But um, I reckon we've got at least five years of clean sailing ahead of us. As a caveat, I hate making predictions because I don't want to think about one particular scenario, but I think this whole meme and crypto bubble is going to come to a spectacular bust in, in 2022. It's already underway, so I'm not being Nostradamus here, but uh, it's been a, a crazy, a really crazy bubble. And I think it's of a magnitude that we're only going to realise when we, we look back on the market caps of some of these things that don't have revenue and don't have profits, and people are going to really wonder what the hell they were thinking buying some of these things. Crazy stuff. 2022 is going to be very different to 21. So it's probably going to be characterised with a lot more volatility, firstly. And secondly, um, it's hard to be too bullish, to be honest. So I know a lot of people are fully invested. You look at um, positioning indicators across the market, they look quite full. But if you just think about the market uh, quite simply and say it's like a stock and there's two things that can move it, either earnings or a multiple. If you look at earnings, um, looks like the upgrade cycle's peaked. The second thing on the multiple is if you listen to central banks globally, it sounds like we've seen the lows in terms of the interest rate cycle and, and an upward um, pressure on, on those over time is likely to lower multiples, not increase them. So it's very hard to be bullish next year. Got the bear claws out. Not overly bearish. Real, real yields are still quite negative. So at the moment, equities are still the only game in town, but, but that's changing and evolving. So I think it's going to be quite volatile next year. 2022 is going to be one of the most interesting years for a long time. So, you know, I think we wouldn't be surprised to see 20 to 30% sort of cumulative inflation over the next two or three years. And I think, you know, that process has already started and, uh, and could continue to play out through next year. So inflation in that sort of four to 
level for a, a longer period than, um, than probably certainly the bond market expects. How do you see markets reacting to that kind of stronger inflation? I think some of the you know, long duration growth names that have performed very, very well over the last year, whether that's tech or um, you know, in our market, names like CSL and the like, will, uh, will struggle and it'll go back to some more sort of old fashioned established boring businesses probably doing better um, and certain commodities doing better. I think iron ore's already quite full, um, but certainly we're quite bullish about energy prices and, um, and non-steel related commodities. I would say that structurally, we've got to remember that interest rates have been declining for almost 300 years. And there's three big structural drivers that are going to mean that interest rates stay lower for longer. So we've got populations that are aging, we've got the use of technology that's intensifying and that boosts productivity. Mm. Uh, and then on top of that, we've got very, very high loads of debt around the world. And all three of those things say interest rates are going to be lower for longer. And in any case, equities are the best place to park your money compared to bonds, compared to real estates, compared to almost any other asset classes, equities are providing the best returns. And so I think uh, it's a very dangerous prediction to think interest rates are going to unsettle and crash equities. And it's, it's much more dangerous to be sitting on the sidelines from equities. I do think it is a time to be cautious, but I'm generally pretty cautious. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be banking on getting bigger and better next year. If you look at the tips break even rate in the bond market, so let's assume it's right. Tips break even over 10 years says inflation is going to be somewhere around about two and a half percent. So let's say even if we got the bond rate back to a, not even a, just a fair, not even a real rate of interest, the bond rate would be 2.5%. We're 1.3 today. So that, that would be quite a shock for markets. If we got back to long-term norms, um, you know, above say 1% real, the interest rates would be three and a half. Now, I don't think that's going to happen, but it does show you that there is a lot of room for interest rates to back up from where they are now. The prediction that everyone's got, everyone's obsessed by inflation at the moment. And my kind of feeling is inflation, the bump in inflation that we've had has already peaked. Oil's coming down. And I think the, the problems with the supply chain that have impacted everywhere around the world, once we get through the Christmas shopping period, it's a chance of correcting. And I think with that, prices might ease because with inflation, you've got to keep prices going up every year. Now, the caveat to that is about wages. Will wages in the US actually grow at a quicker rate. It doesn't matter if they grow a little bit more. In fact, that's good for the economy. But I think the idea that we're going into an inflationary cycle is probably wrong. I think there's a little bit around, which is good. That means interest rates mightn't go as high as what the market thinks. Good for the market. But I think that's my bold prediction. Inflation, not as bad. Interest rates, lower.